Hello friends! Hey, it's me! It's Kate Lumpkin. It is 6 o'clock on Sunday, so uh, I'm here for office hours. Um, it's been a couple weeks. I'm so sorry, but I'm not really that sorry because I uh, got married last weekend and there was a lot happening. So uh, I didn't get to do office hours, but now I'm here and I'm here for you. So you guys know the drill. Office hours is a weekly almost weekly show that I do where I am here and I will take all of your industry industry questions, any questions that you have for me, uh, anything ranging from audition stuff to agent manager stuff to just like general life, how you doing, let's let's get together and make some art kind of stuff. Um, so if you have any questions for me, please feel free to put them in the comments below. I will get to them in the order that you give them to me. Um, I always like to start my show by saying, hey, I can only talk to you from the experiences that I have had in my life, the offices that I've worked in, my personal office. Um, so if my advice is working for you and you feel good about it, great. Please keep listening and implement it into your life. If it is not something that you are feeling, if it doesn't jive with who you are or how you uh, approach this life, don't listen to me. Move on. Find another coach, find another teacher, find another casting director, whatever you want to do. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life, but I do feel like I am an educated peer who has some insight to some things that lots of people want insight to. So, I am here for you, wet hair and all. I just got out of the shower. You're welcome for this main, friends. Um, but I'm here. If you have any questions, please feel free to leave them below. As you guys like to, as you guys like to know, as you guys know, I start every week by kind of talking about something that has happened with a coaching session or in an audition session that I've had this week that has inspired me to talk to you all. Uh, and this, I mean, this has been a week, guys. When it comes to talking about casting and politics and politics and casting, this has been a week. So. I am not going to uh, dive in on talking about that topic. However, if you have any questions, please feel free to uh, point them my way. Um, my, what did you say? Thoughts on changing your stage name. I will get to that in one second, Scott. Great question. Um, but I did want to just say one thing really quickly. So a couple times this week in a couple of my coaching sessions, I have had to look clients directly in the eyes and sh almost shake them and remind them that they are not in college anymore. And this is just something that I want to throw out to everyone who's watching. No matter what age you are, you might still be in college, in which case you are in college, but this advice still pertains to you. Um, when we are being educated, especially in the world of theater, education is so important. Please don't mishear me. Education is so important. When you go to school for theater, you are getting great advice on how to be a better dancer, a better actor, a better uh, singer, a better human. You're learning about life. You're learning about other people, all sorts of great things. Um, but once you leave college, you're out of school. You're, you're gone. So these rules that you think apply to you all the time literally don't anymore. And there's so many times when I'm working with a client and they're like, well, when I was in school, I was told I'm not allowed to do that. And I'm like, where are your professors now, honey? Where are they? They're not here. You are no longer paying them. They are no longer serving you. So if their advice is no longer serving you, you are allowed to walk away from it. You are no longer in college anymore. Your professors hold nothing over you anymore. There's, there's, there are no strings and no ties to that anymore. If your educational institution is still serving you, I am so thrilled. That is so wonderful. There are lots of educational institutions that serve their students well beyond their time and their tenure, and that is a really wonderful thing. You go to school to meet people. You go to school to find your tribe. You go to school to uh, find those people who support you, and that's really, really, really valuable. But 
If anything is not serving you anymore, if something you have been taught is actually holding you back in this industry, you need to remind yourself that you are not in college anymore. I talk to people who are in their 40s who I have to remind them of this reality. This is not just for 22-year-olds. This is not just for you know, people who just graduated last year. We allow these things that people have told us to, uh, to completely um, to make our lives so much harder than they need to be anymore. And I'll, I'll speak from personal experience. I had you know, some, some professors, some teachers, all sorts of different ages in my life tell me all sorts of things that I held on to for so long that held me back in lots of aspects of my life. Um, and it wasn't until I began to let them go and to realize like these people have no power over me anymore uh, that, that I finally started to like own myself and thrive and, and do all the things. So that's just my little caveat for today. It's just a reminder that your professors are only doing the best that they can to help you get what you need right now. And that's when you're working in school with them. They're not in New York. They're not here all the time. Masterclass teachers are teaching you know the best that they know from their experience of a life. But you it is your job as a human being and as an artist to pick and pluck the things that matter and the things that don't and allow the things that matter to stay with you and allow yourself to uh, give yourself freedom to let go of the other things. You are not in college anymore. You're not paying $40,000 a year for an education. So now you are allowed to pick and choose what it is that's going to make you make the grade. And in this life, making the grade is getting the job and is being the artist that you want to be. So think about it. Think about those things. You are not in college anymore. You are not in college anymore. They hold no strings over you. That's my song for the day. There you go. Okay, so now to questions. Scott asks, thoughts on changing your stage name? Um, I've actually had this question before. Uh, this is my spiel. You are allowed to be whoever you want to be. If you think that your name is not serving you and you think there's something that is better out there for you, please feel free to change it. However, if you have an established persona in this city and you feel like people know you, there will be a transition period and it might not serve you. If you are someone like Lena Hall, uh, who has an entire PR team and they knew she was going to another show and she was already in a Broadway show and the headline on Broadway.com was that she had changed her name, then, you know, go for it. Change your name. If you don't have a PR team who's going to do that for you, and yet you're established enough that you think people know who you are, before you change your name, really take a beat and understand what that's going to be like, what, what that means for you. Um, if you feel like you don't have super well-established relationships with people and no one's going to really notice, but it's going to help you be a better actor and be better known, and you think maybe it'll help you get like a, a, a head start or make you feel more authentically like yourself, then do it. Absolutely do it. But make sure that you know that you're going to have to do some work to get people to know who you are. And also, things like YouTube, you can't change that stuff. So if someone has posted a video of you and they've said that your name is Kate Lumpkin, your name is Kate Lumpkin, whether your name is Kate Lumpkin or not anymore. So just the thought of redirecting things is, is going to be a little bit tricky. So that's that. However, it is your life. You do what serves you. Just know you're going to have to do the follow-through. And if, you have, if you're an equity member, that's a whole process. So just, you know, be mindful and be thoughtful about it. And do not do it unless, A, you feel like you are completely in the wrong soul, the wrong body, the wrong name. Or, B, you think you're not being your most authentic version of yourself. Yeah? All right. So Sheila says, congrats, Kate. Hey, thanks. Sadie, Sadie, married lady. Um, I can't stay because I'm watching the show. Oh, hey, intermission, baby. Um, but I'd like to hear about what look for, what I look for in a self-tape. Sorry, it's hard to read because the wall is white and, okay. Uh, what I look for in a self-tape. That's a great question. 
And I like to say this every time, you know, what I look for in a self-tape might be very different from what somebody else looks for in a self-tape, but I have a feeling it's pretty similar. So things that I look for in a self-tape. Um, quality does matter. I'm not saying you need to pay, you know, $800 to buy the nicest camera in the world or to have, you know, private sessions all the time. But one thing, and I say this every time, if you're going to shoot with this, do not shoot it vertically. Please shoot it horizontally. I know that sounds so silly, but if you do this, I can see you how we need to see you, and I can upload you into services. Like, if I get your tape and I want to upload you into a service that I use to share with the creative team, I need it to look like this. It's just better. It's better. So that's like a little peppy. But in terms of performance, uh, I need to see your face, and I need you to look like you, but like a good version of you. You know what that means. You know, take a shower. Um, be, be clean if, if it calls for it. Um, know the material, right? The... A self-tape now can really get you a job. It really can. It's not just a placeholder. We're not just asking for, like, shits and giggles. We're asking because we really want to see your work. So, you know, if if you are making and producing a self-tape, take the time to make it good. Learn your lines. Have a good reader. Um, you know, not everybody is married to a Tony Award-winning actor, though I have seen those tapes before, which are awesome. Um, you know, if you're not, if, if you don't have a partner or a roommate who's a Tony Award-winning actor, that's, that's totally fine. But find someone who can read with you and really get you what you need out of, out of scene work, if you're doing scene work, if you're doing sides. Um, and if you're, you know, singing material, one thing that I really want to remind you of is the quality of sound matters, right? The quality of sound matters. When you're singing material... Different cameras can make you sound like different things. There are certain cameras that, in all honesty, everything sounds a little sharp or everything sounds a little flat. So you need to find cameras and microphones and things that are making you sound like the best version of yourself. That's what I want to hear because I don't know the difference. If, if I haven't met you a whole lot, if you haven't auditioned for me or for whomever a whole lot, and this is, you know, a first or a, a, an early introduction to your work, I don't know if you're just someone who doesn't know their own bitch or if it's the camera. I can't tell the difference, right? So um, make sure that you're presenting the best version of you. The other thing is, I really, really, really want to see, oh, I'm getting so many great questions today. I really, really want to see um, that you've put in the time and you've done the work for a self-tape. And I know people are like, ah, self-tapes, uh, I don't know, no one's get, getting cast from them. Here's the thing that self-tapes that you have to remember. You might not get the job from this self-tape, but self-tapes never go away. Auditions in the room, nine times out of ten, they're gone and forgotten. And my version of what happened is different from your version of what happened is different from the MD's version of what happened. So there's like a little bit of wiggle room. But with the self-tape, there's no wiggle room. It's there forever, right? Like once I've downloaded it on my computer, there's no way to bullshit yourself out of what happened in that video. It's there. So take the time to make it great. And here's the deal. If you've done that, now you have footage of yourself. You've used it as an opportunity to practice on camera work. There's a lot of good that can come out of self-tapes. So don't get mad at them. Don't think you're not going to get the job. You might not. You might. I've given jobs off self-tapes. Um, but it's important to do the work. I want to see your face. I want you to look like a good, solid version of yourself. I need you to film it horizontally, not vertically. You can make a great self-tape from this. There's no excuse not to have a quality tape. You know someone with the phone, you know someone with the camera, take the time. I gotta put my hair up, y'all. It's hot in this house. Um, okay, I hope that was helpful. I know you are in a show, my dog, so you can't tell me if it was helpful or not, but I hope when you watch this back, you can tell me. All right, um, let's see. Uh, thank you, Melissa. Uh, Melissa, that's so sweet. I'm spitting the truth. Uh, yes, thank you. I did get married. Congrats to me. Um, 
let's see, especially, good, I'm so glad that my you are not in school anymore resonated with you, because you're not, you are not in school anymore. All right, getting ready for a show, but I'd love to know how to reach out to agents who are not familiar with your work. If you're interested in work, uh, if you're interested to work with, is it appropriate to just reach out of the blue? Okay, we talk about this a lot. Uh, so if you want to go back and either listen to my podcast, which you can find on iTunes, um, or if you want to watch old videos, which you can find online, if you just type in Kate Lumpkin, office hours. Um, however, when reaching out to agents, I will say a little bit of a spiel and then move on to the next question because we talked about it before. Um, you know, reaching out to agents out of the blue, that is something that you can, you, that is your journey and your time and you can do that if you want to. I think it's pretty rare though, and again, I'm not an agent, I'm not a manager, I have relationships with those people, but I definitely am not one. I'm going to say I think it's probably pretty rare that if you just reach out, you know, of the blue, and you're not in the most biggest smash hit of all time, um, you're probably not going to get the response that you want. I think when it comes to trying to get an agent or a manager, you know, I always say, and people know this, go to the job before you try to go to the representation. People like me have job opportunities, and meeting casting directors is going to help you get jobs, and then agents and managers are gonna to wanna to come to you a lot of the time, right? This is that catch-22 people talk about, like, well, if I don't have a show, I can't get an agent or a manager, and if I don't have an agent or a manager, I can't have a show. Well, all of that's accurate, but there are ways to get that show without a team. Not to say that you can't get them with the team, of course. Um, it's just trickier, and, and rosters are full, and people are always looking for something special, but they have to, you know, it's about timing, and it's about uh, consciousness, and kindness, and thoughtfulness. So if you are in a show that you think is super special, and you are doing something very unique, and you are a very unique talent, feel free to reach out cold. Make sure that you know what your ask is, because we talk about this all the time, right? You only get one ask. That's it. You get one chance to make the ask, so this better be it. Uh, if it's not and you've wasted it, you've wasted it, right? Um, so know what your ask is and make the ask. If you're going to ask someone to come see a show, I say this every time, make sure you offer two tickets, right? If I'm going to go see a show on my time, it's you're asking me to extend my work day, which I'm more than willing to do. I'm at shows all the time. You know this. You see me there. I love them. But... If you're asking me to extend my work day and I'm not being paid for it, it's really nice if you let me bring a friend or you let me bring a colleague, you let me bring my assistant or my partner. You know, these are these are very nice things to do. So make sure you take the time to ask, you know, offer two tickets, um, if possible. If it's a very, very, very big hit and you can only get one, then they're lucky to get the ticket. Um, so, so there's that. If you are reaching out to an agent or a manager, cold. Be professional, be precise, get to the point, and don't be mad if you don't hear back, right? Because they're getting 27 of these emails, if not more, every day. You also need to do the work and figure out who's actually going to rep you well, who do you think you're going to jive with, who do you have personal, interpersonal relationships with. Like, do your homework. Don't waste your asks on people who aren't even going to notice. Um, and as, you know, as always, there's the discussion of pay-for-play when you meet people. 
um, that way. And some people really enjoy that. Some people really do meet people that they then sign through that. So that's a totally another entity. I don't usually really talk about that a whole lot, um, but that is something that you absolutely can do and you know about those services. Things like Actors Connection, Actors Launchpad, One-on-One, -on -one, Green Room, things like that. So I hope that was helpful. Let me know if you have any follow-up. Um, and oh, hey, thanks for the congratulations. Oh, I didn't do anything. I just fell in love. There it is. Um, all right, Leah says, so hypothetically, I'm very unwell this week. I'm sorry to hear that, sweetheart. I hope you're feeling better. Um, but there is a role that I know would be perfect for me. Do I go into the audition like I'm very, very sick, as you can hear, but I wanted to be here to meet you because I'm very passionate about this project, or do I pass on showing up and pray self-submission makes it to the right person? Okay, this is a big one, and this is a pet peeve of mine, and I know, you know, different people have different reactions to this. Here's the thing. If you are sick and contagious, like if you are so sick that if you come into a room and you breathe on somebody, they're going to get sick, don't come in. It's not fair to any of those actors in the waiting room. It's not fair to anybody in the room. It's certainly not fair to your accompanist who's going to have to, like, touch your book and be in your space while you're telling them the stuff. However, you know, if you can make it into the space, it's always, we know this, it's better to be in the space. Do not come in apologizing for it, though. Don't come in and be like, I'm sick. Okay, well, here's the deal. You showed up, so give the best performance that you can. If that means you're not talking until you walk into the space, and you're hydrating, and you're doing tea, and you're doing all the things, you're neti potting, like, do that and be silent until you need to perform, and then let it go. We're smarter than you think we are, FYI. Like, I went to school for this. Like, I, I do know how to hear what's, what's healthy and what's sick. So give us a little bit of credit, too, on the other side of the table, because I'm going to hear you sing and be like, hey, are you a little bit sick today? But I don't know what you can do. And if I'm interested in your performance, if I'm interested in the energy that you bring to this space and the quality of your acting and, and the, you know, the initial sound of your tone, I'm probably, if I don't know you, I'm probably going to do more research. I'm probably going to look into you. I'm definitely going to ask you to come to a callback when you're healthier. Um, so show up. And don't apologize for the fact that you're not feeling well. Um, and do everything you can to present in the best way that you can. And trust that the people on the other side of the table know the difference between someone who's in very healthy voice and who's not in healthy voice. Right? Like, we actually are educated humans. We know what's going on vocally. We hear singing and, and we see acting all day, every day. So I know the difference when someone is like, <sighs> and when someone is like, <sighs> right? Like, we know. However, if you are sick to any degree, please do not touch the accompanist. Like, please don't do that. Um, I've seen it happen before. I've seen sweet, dear, wonderful accompanists who get touched with germs and all this. It's just so inappropriate. Don't do it. Don't touch us. Like, be, be thoughtful, be generous for the other actors that you're around. You know, that kind of jazz. If you are so sick that you literally cannot get yourself down to Pearl Studios, you are like, oh, God, this is a nightmare, then... Submit, you know, do a submission, and, and it's it's real, it's hoping that uh, someone gets to see it. If you can put yourself on tape, uh, you know, if you feel yourself getting sick and you know the audition is in two days, get yourself on tape before, before the appointment, before you really get sick, and find a way to get that to somebody. You know, who do you know involved in the show? Make sure that they know that you're sick. You can do the work to make that happen, but... Be conscious, uh, be thoughtful about your germs, <laughs> because we're all just trying to get through it, um, and 
you know, do not apologize for being a human being. That's the thing that I think gets me when everyone's like, I'm sick. I'm like, we're, we're all humans in this industry. People get sick. That's the reality. You're probably going to get sick on this contract. I got to see how you're going to act and what you're going to do when you're ill, right? Part of your audition is, is who are you and how do you get through the days? Um, because when we hire you, we're not just hiring you for who you are on stage. We're hiring you for the rehearsal process. We're hiring you for the run of the show. We're hiring you for all the things. So who are you when you show up and there's a problem? I think that's really important. Uh, and I think it shows a lot about people who are willing to power through it, uh, who are willing to show up and do the work. Um, it says a lot. So don't get me sick. Don't make excuses. Show up and do the work. Or if you're too ill to do it, um, make sure that if you know you're getting sick, you try to get it on tape. And if not, submit and try to get it to somebody who's going to know. Yeah? Does that make sense? Does that work? I'm really sorry you're not feeling great. Uh, let me know if I can do anything to make you feel better. I'm sending you so much love and support. Uh, and, you know, eat some chicken soup because it's good for you. Um, okay. Uh, agents, other people you want to work with. Oh, okay. Um, great. So I think I've answered all of the questions that have come in so far. Does anybody else have a question for me about anything uh, industry related or about their life or anything? I'm here. Um, I am willing to answer your questions. I will talk about one other thing while I'm waiting for the next question. Uh, and if there are no other questions, I, I can... I can get out of here, but I do want to talk about one other thing. I had a conversation with a client this week uh, who wanted to talk about uh, rebuilding relationships with people uh, that maybe you aren't so proud of anymore, or you know you did something that you, um, when you were younger, that you don't, uh, that you're not super proud of that happened. Uh, and this is something I can speak on for me, for my truths. There are a lot of relationships that I uh, built when I got to the city, and I was a different human than I am now. And you're allowed to do that, by the way. You're allowed to change. You're allowed to be a human. You're allowed to be someone who learns and grows and changes and matures. Um, that's the thing that's allowed to happen. And with that, with that knowledge and that self-awareness, you are allowed to tell someone that you made a mistake or that you're a different human now. Um, or that, uh, you know, challenges that you faced have made you a different human. Uh, so this person asked me, you know, what do I do if I had a relationship with someone at a theater and I was young and I was overeager and I was talking to them too much and, uh, you know, I made some mistakes and now that I don't get called in anymore. And I think, you know, this happens to a lot of people and you really have to evaluate, like, is the relationship really done? And if it's really done, then maybe we move on. But if it's just something like I was young and I was overeager and I overstepped boundaries, there is also a world if that person reaches out to you, right? In this instance, this person had reached out to this, this client um, for another bigger kind of project. And I was like, this person has opened the door, right? Clearly, this person is still on your side. Clearly, this person still knows you exist and is not like, ah, back away. You have an opportunity, and this is real life for your relationships, your friendships, your business relationships, any of these things. If you realize you've changed and you've grown, you are always allowed to reach out to someone and say, hey, I was wrong. There's absolutely no harm in saying, hey, I was wrong. I did the wrong thing. Uh, I, I was too aggressive or I was too passive aggressive or I made a mistake and I just wanted to let you know that I'm aware of it and uh, I am 
I am at a different place, I think, in my life, and I'd really love to reevaluate our working relationship or our friendship or our professional relationship. This is something you're allowed to do with the caveat that you know that person is allowed to never respond, right? Like, you don't know what their side of that journey is. You don't know how they feel. But you 100% are allowed to recognize in yourself growth and change and then try to apply it to relationships that have been affected by who you were in the past. And that goes for business, right? Like, not all is lost. There are some relationships and some bridges that have burned and maybe that is not going to get fixed ever. Uh, but there are some that are worth trying to save. Some we're admitting maybe your faults are absolutely going to fundamentally change your career path. Because it's really sexy when someone is vulnerable and they say, hey, I was wrong. I've grown up. I've seen, I've seen some things. I've done some things. And I, I'm different. Um, so that's just kind of a reminder to you, especially in your professional relationships, if you feel like when you were younger or even last week you made a mistake or you overstepped a boundary, you have permission to say, I recognize in myself a mistake that I made or a change in growth that I've made, and I would like to tell you that I'm here and I'd like to implement those changes in our relationship. Press send. Write the email. Hit send. Someone might read it and they might be like, whoa, who this? New person, who this? I want to bring them in. Or like, oh, this is someone I can make art with now because they can recognize that when they get a note, it's not about them as a human, it's about the art. Or whatever the, the shift is, it's important. So don't hold on to, to stuff. Like, don't hold on. Release it and, and talk about changes that you've made. So that's just my two cents. Um, all right, looks like I got another comment. One second, please. I can't read it on this, so I got to try to read it on this. You know, you know how that works. Um, if I can get on the internet with this. I have no service at my house, and it's very frustrating. I love my house. It's brand new and great. I mean, it's not brand new. It's very old. But to us, it's brand new. Um, this isn't working. Great. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Here's the comments. Shh. I'm hearing myself. That's really crazy. Um, okay, so question. Just jumping back. In, so I may be off topic. Um, sorry, friends. <laughs> uh, is it still worth having a professional Facebook page in addition to your personal profile if everything on your personal page is appropriate? All right, so here's the deal. When it comes to Facebook and it comes to social media, we've talked a lot about this, but this one is very important. Um, it is... Uh, when you have a professional page, and I struggle with this all the time because I have the professional page and I have my personal page. My business is so personal that at some point it's like pointless to have a professional page, but I have one. There are benefits to a professional page. If you are doing something like I do, right? If you're doing like a live show or if you're using Facebook and you need analytics, a professional page is going to give you analytics like that, which is really useful. However, I think the smartest thing to do is to get the professional page because it costs absolutely zero dollars and you never know where your career is going to go and you want to own that space, right? If you feel like you have very, like, you're a very political person and it's not a part of your art, which I don't know how that works out, but if that's the reality and you want to use your personal page as a, pace, as a place to talk about those things and you want to keep it private, do that. If you're a private person and, but, and like, every once in a while you want to share a picture of your dog and you want that to be private, do that and then have an artist page. But I don't really know why you need an artist page unless you are doing something that really, really, really requires analytics. 
um, or unless you are a super private human who wants to keep things private. So my advice to anyone who is an actor or an artist of any capacity is to get your domain name online, is to get all of your handles, and is to get your professional Facebook page so that you have it. Because what happens when you're cast in the next Hamilton and all of a sudden, woof, you blow up, you want control over those things. It's just important. So even if you never use it, just have it. I think it's important to just have it. If you can find a use for it, if you want to do a show, if you want to put up stuff, if you want to stop bombarding your friends with all of your work, but you want to be able to put it up, have it. Use it. Do all the things. There are really cool features that are only unique to business pages. You can link your Instagram to your business page. There's all sorts of cool things you can do. So it's worth looking into. But all I care about if I'm trying to find you on social is that I can find you. So if you have only one profile and it's your personal profile, make sure it's public because people will be searching for you and make sure if it is something public that you're only posting things that you want people to see, right? Like not to tell you how to live your life, not to tell you what it should look like. I've seen everything running the gamut. People working professionally, doing all sorts of things on Facebook. As long as you're proud of it and you don't mind if someone like me is searching for you and we find it, put it online, honey. Put it online, speak your truth, put up your pictures, do all the things. Um, just know it's being looked at, right? Not just by people like me, but all sorts of other people are looking at it. So there's that. But definitely own all of your domains. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you have that? You never know where your life is going to lead. You never know when you're going to start your own business or you're going to, something is going to go viral or who knows. Just have your space. So that's my thought about that. Um, okay, to this topic. What if you're not sure if you did something wrong, but it feels like maybe you did? Is it weird to reach out and say something like, hey, are we okay to someone who you've once had a close professional relationship with but aren't sure? I say yes. Life is way too short to live in the limbo and to wonder why. And, I mean, this is pot calling the kettle black right here because I do this all the time, but I'm really trying to get better about it. If there's something that you think is weird, if you think energy has shifted, if you're wondering, like, what did I do or have I messed up this relationship, I just can't tell you how sexy vulnerability is. Like, we know this. We know this. And it's the only kind of art that I want to pay money to see. And it's the only kind of human that I want to be involved with. Is someone who can say, hey, I think the energy between us is weird. I cannot figure out why. And I want to work through it. And I, I hope you write back and say, nothing is weird. Life is fine. But if it's not fine, will you tell me so we can make it better? Um, you know, it's hard and those conversations are hard and they're really vulnerable, but for me, for my money, if someone wrote that to me, I would be like, all right, let's talk it out. Let's figure this out because clearly if you're feeling that way, and this is my number one lesson for 2017, and I've talked about it before and I'll talk about it again. If you read something and you think it's about you, even if it's not about you, it's about you. That's the real truth. If you read a Facebook status and you think it's about you, even if it's not about you, somehow deep inside it's about you because you are relating to it. So this is, it kind of, I feel the same way about your question, love, is if you think there's a weird energy, even if there's not a weird energy, if you feel that way, there is. So put it out there. If the relationship is already weird, if you're already not communicating with that person, they might not write you back, but at least by being vulnerable and saying, I feel this, um, I want to make it better, I, I actively want to make this relationship better, I feel like you can't lose. The only thing that you might lose, someone might be like, ugh, she's so, like, ugh, feely. You're an artist. We're all feely. We all feel a thousand things. We might as well talk about it. It's the people who bottle stuff up and don't communicate the stuff that get screwed over in life and in this industry. When you don't talk about what's going on, you get fucked. And you know this is true. 
We see this time and time again. So if there's a weird energy or there's a problem, if it's been a couple days and it's been a couple years, it's been whatever, put it out there. Just talk about it. Be a grown-up. Talk about it. That's like the greatest thing about being a human is that we're self-aware enough to know when we've messed up or when we think something's weird. So like we get to talk about it. Animals just like hit each other, which can work sometimes too, I guess, but I'm not advocating for that. Um, so I say yes, especially in a professional world, especially if you have a personal relationship with this professional that you're talking about. Um, 100% uh, I would invest in the vulnerability. I would always invest in the vulnerability. I think making ourselves vulnerable and talking about the things that hurt us or that we've done to hurt other people is the only thing we're talking about and the only thing worth communicating. And that's what art is, right? Like that's what every play that I care about is. It's saying I screwed up, let's heal. Yeah. Um, okay, so I hope that that was helpful. Um, all right, I have another question. Truth, I love the analytics feature, completely agree, many things. I only have my first middle name on my personal page, um, so I'm always worried about people finding me. That, okay, so if we're going back to the social media question, you must be found. You must be, sorry, you must be found. Um, you will be found. Um, no, not Jeremy Hansen, but truly, like, if you are going to have a social media presence online, please be easy to find. Like, don't do the thing where you're a different name or a different whatever. I cannot begin to tell you whether I like it or not, and I don't really like it. I sometimes like it. It's a trap. It's a tricky thing. Um, social media is becoming the way that people find their tribe. And their tribe is the people that they continue to cast over and over again. It's a way that people find videos of, of, you know, high school students singing their face off and all of a sudden they're on a national tour. Like, all of these things are real. Um, and if you know that, use it to your advantage, right? Like, if you know that people are getting jobs through social media, make it so that you are easy to be found. And I say this time and time again, we signed up for a public life. Anyone who works in the arts has signed up for a public life, whether we like it or not. That is the reality of being an artist. If you don't share your art with the public, it's still art and I still value it, but, but why are you making a statement if you're not willing to share it? So you must share of yourself to be an artist. Um, and I'm not saying that you, you, you can't just walk away from social media. You can. If you want to walk away from it, completely walk away from it. Be gone. Be done. Immerse yourself in nature and be done with it. But if you're going to use it, use it smartly. Right? Smartly? Use it smartly? I don't think that's a word. Be smart about how you use it. Um, and uh, uh, make sure that you're easily accessible and that the, the person that you're putting into the, you know, into the ether, into the, the webosphere, is the person that you want to be seen as. Um, it, it's really important. And again, I am the first person to say, if, if social media doesn't work for you, walk away. Don't waste your time. Turn it off. Delete, 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 delete. But if you like social media and you feel like it's serving you, make sure you do the best version of you on social media. So be easy to be found. Use your real name. You know, be strategic about how you use it. Be highly Googleable because I, I swear I, I, I put people in session that I have found online. And... You know, this is a really tricky thing. I had a really intense conversation this week about casting directors and Facebook and, you know, people um, trying to find their casts on Facebook and trying to find them online and 
you know, is my job even important anymore? Does it even, is, you know, it doesn't exist. And the truth is, yes, uh, it is important. The work that I do is to know how to, is to know the ins and outs of what people's lives are and, and what their instrument is and what their talent is and to see it time and time and time again and be able to apply it to things. It's more than just knowing someone's name. It's more than just knowing someone's vocal type. It's knowing the nuances that they can bring to a space or giving them the space to show those nuances that I don't know about. Um, that's why this work is, is so important to me. Sorry, this is a little bit of a tangent, but we've been having this conversation for weeks now behind the scenes and I, I just wanted to talk about it here. Um, I think that crowdsourcing on places like Facebook is incredible. People are finding amazing talents. People are tagging their friends and doing all sorts of things. But it's about the nuances and the cultivation of the crowdsourced information. That's that's what, what I do. Um, and that's why I think what I do is important. Um, and, you know, I, I think I was talking to one of my dear friends who works in HR uh, in a different industry. And what he said was that he likes, he is in charge of, creating the culture and, and maintaining the, the idea and the ideals and pushing forward those ideas and allowing them to change through who they hire. Um, and I thought, oh God, that's, that's really it. That's the thing. It's more than crowdsourcing. It's more than asking the questions or putting up a breakdown on Facebook. It's more than that. It's about who we pick to maintain and push the ideas of what the culture of of what we're trying to create is. And that's my job. Um, so, you know, if I'm using... Uh, social media as a means to help find those people. I just want to remind you to, to put out the version that you you want to, you want people like me to, to see because we want to hire you. We want to. We just need to know who you are. So do that work and then share it. Um, all right, smartly is fine. I just adverbed it. Boom. All right. Well, I just bigly smartly. Oh, I don't, I don't know. It's too much. It's too much. Um, how do you become a casting director or the other side of the table? That's a great question. Um, for anyone who knows me, they know I do not like to use the term other side of the table. I don't think I'm at the other side of the table. I'm just already sitting at the table, and I want you to join dinner. Um, but I totally get where you're coming from using that term. I just think that it's, it's elitist and separates us, and the truth is we're all just trying to make art at this table. We're all just trying to eat at the same feast. So come join me, and don't worry that I'm sitting on the other side. I'm here to talk to you and communicate with you and, and be around. Um, that's my jam. However, how do you work in casting? Um, first and foremost, you have to love uh, being in an office. You have to love the business side of this. If you don't, don't do this. Um, this is an apprentice-shaped business, shaped, an apprentice-based uh, kind of lifestyle and business. Um, you need to work with other people to learn what this is. You can't just kind of like sign up and say like, hey, I'm here. Um, you know, I worked with really great people who taught me really great things. I started my career with Michael Cacera, who I will forever be indebted to. He taught me all the things. The most important thing he ever taught me was to show up early and to stay late. And when I worked for him, I did not want to do that. But now I know he was right. Um, so if you're watching, you were right. I said it. You were right. Um, you know, you have to learn how uh, all of the services that we use online and, and, uh, and whatnot work, all the databases that we use. You have to create and maintain relationships with agents and managers and with actors. You have to see a lot of stuff. You have to work as an assistant um, to kind of get the ropes, and you need to spend some time being in the room and learning how that all works. But most importantly, I think, you have to create and understand your taste, what you like to, to do. And, and this is for any artist, but really for what I do. 
what is your taste in terms of the work that you want to be working on, the actors you want to be hiring? What is your niche? What do you like and know better than other people? Um, you know, when I was a kid, I literally, and my mom can attest to this, like, I would spend hours reading playbills hours going through them and like circling them and learning who people were, finding out where people went to school, finding out what shows they did. I spent time online. I was like queen of the message boards. If anybody knew Broadway Kate on broadwayworld.com back in the day, that was me. Um, you know, talking about opinions, talking about artists, figuring out why I liked this person and why I didn't like this person, what my opinions about art were, what my opinions about artists were. I spent so much time doing that. Um, and I didn't really realize that, like, I could apply that to a job that would allow me to, to do this work. And uh, when I figured that out, when I realized the life that I was leading was not the life that I wanted, but what I really wanted was to see the pieces of the puzzle and to know who to pluck to put them together to create something meaningful and that I could get paid to do it and that I could change the way that I was seeing that I didn't like it and make it better. I was like, that's my, that's my track. Like, that's my job. That's my life. Um, and I decided, you know, to really quickly jump right in and be gung-ho and put my name on the door and do it the way I wanted to do it and work with the artists that I wanted to work with and work with the game changers who are going to be moving forward uh, for the next 20 years in this industry, next 30 years, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, I think the best way to start if you want to work in casting is to have a real passion for people, for their careers, for, like, connecting the dots and making spreadsheets, because my whole life is Google Drive, so many spreadsheets. Um, it's about knowing people's names, knowing people's talents, not being afraid to network, going out, meeting people. You have to be really good at asking for what you want and saying, like, hey, you should hire a resident casting director. You don't have one? It should be me. Let's create the position. Um, you got to do that kind of stuff. you got to know who the game changers are and try to get with them and be a game changer with them. Um, and you have to be okay with the fact that you're, like, an actor and that, like, if you don't have a show to cast, you don't have a job. And people forget that, I think, about casting directors. Um, I just got a text message. Ding! Um, people forget that we also have to get a gig, right? Like, if we don't have a job or if we don't have a, a show, we don't have a job. Uh, so we have to constantly fight, too, just like you guys, to to make sure that we have work and to make sure that we have a project to work on. Uh, so if you think that it's full-time, stable all the time, unless you are working at a house that has consistent Broadway shows all the time, there's still no consistency to this life. And you got to be hungry. you got to be hungry. you got to work with someone who's willing to teach you, and you got to be hungry. Um, and then when you're ready, you just got to be willing to say, I got this, I know what I want to do, and I'm going to put my name on the door. And then fight. Fight so hard fight hard for the jobs and maintain a, a level of quality. So there's that. But it's it's an apprentice-based job. So find someone that you respect who will teach you the ropes and then do your thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's 645. Uh, we've had some wonderful questions. If anybody has other questions, I would love to answer them. Um, but it looks like things are slowing down in the questions. So, oh, of course not. There's another one. Hey, Chad. Hey, how are you? I'm really glad that you're here. Um, just tuning in, I am wanting to start writing. Yes, do it. We need you. Uh, I feel like I have a concept, but are there, are there classes or coaches that can help people through the process? Okay. So, first and foremost, if you feel like you need to write and you have a concept, uh, it's time. You need to write. Um, oh good, I'm so, I'm so glad you're great. Yay! Um, 
Also, you just did spelling bee. It looked awesome. You did it with my friend Remy. Cool. Um, so, if you feel like you have something to write and you want to write it, it's time. Put pen to paper. You better start write, write, writing. It is important for us to find new storytellers and new voices and all the things, so write. In terms of coaches and classes, um, this sounds so strange, but depending on what it is that you want to be writing, I don't know if you guys have been seeing, I don't know if you guys are getting the same Facebook ads that I am, but those master classes, now, don't take the Christina Aguilera one, yeah, but there's an Aaron Sorkin one, there's a Shonda Rhimes one, there's a David Mamet one, they're really fascinating, and I've watched all of them, and they're kind of brilliant and super, super helpful. Um, so they are worth the investment. So depending on what it is that you're wanting to write, if you're wanting to write film and TV, or if you're wanting to write you know, a, a play, um, those might be a great place to start, and you can start from the comfort of your own living room. Um, I am also a huge advocate for uh, extending your education. There are lots of places in the city. I know the new school has classes that you can do, you know, once you've graduated from school, you can, uh, you can do these classes. There are great classes on writing at the new school. I know that for sure. Um, there are lots of places. So I just would um, really, really, really encourage you. This is the thing. I work with so many people who are like, I have all of these stories inside and I don't know how to write it. And I'm like, find out how you write. Do you know how I'm a writer? I don't know if you guys know this, but the way that I write, I don't like to sit in front of a, a laptop. I can't do it. It's not how I write. Uh, I literally take my phone and I do the, um, the voice memos and I rent a rehearsal space where I find a space and I speak as the people that I'm wanting to write. And that's how I, I get it all down. And then I take it back and I type it all out and I communicate it. That is the only way that I can create. I've tried to sit in front of a typewriter, a typewriter, what is it, 1914? No, I tried to sit in front of my laptop, uh, but that doesn't work for me, and I tried for so long, and it never worked. So I figured out the only way, um, oh, there we go. Uh, I figured out for me the only way that I could do it. Uh, I wouldn't have learned that in a class, like no one would have taught me that, so it was about taking the time to self-explore and figure out how I best communicated. Um, and now I can write the way that I want to write, the way that I like to write. Uh, so I would just definitely look into um, those classes maybe at the new school uh, or other colleges in the city. I'm sure Columbia has writing classes that you can sign up for that you are not uh, a student there. There are tons of incredible options online. Um, and also if there's a writer that you respect, reach out. Remember, what did I start this with? We are not in college anymore. College is not our person who is, I'm not a composer, you know what I'm saying. Um, if someone has told you you're not supposed to reach out to someone because it's imposing on them, I guarantee you everybody likes to be complimented. So if there's a writer that you respect that you really want to learn from, um, write someone and say, will you be my mentor? I'm, I'm starting to write and, and I need a mentor. Um, they might not ever write you back, but what if they did? What if they did? Or what if they said, I can't be your mentor, but I can point you in the direction of this class that changed my life. Um, you know. It's important. Also, put up a Facebook status. Hey, I want to be a writer, and I have an idea. Who have you worked with that you think is important? Who has changed your life? Who should I be talking to? What classes have you taken? Um, ask. You know, that's when this kind of like Facebook hive mind is so helpful. Um, 
Okay, so I hope that was helpful. Also, if you write anything, send it to me. I'd love to read it. Um, I don't know if any of you guys know, but I read a ton of scripts and I give a lot of notes and a huge part of what I like to do is helping people create workshops of their shows, getting actors into a room to help people read their plays. Um, I do this a lot. I'm working with a lot of people right now. Holla if you're one of those people that I'm working with. Let people know. Um, I really, 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 really love the process of helping new writers get their work read out loud um, and helping people find what the the meat of their plays are and, and to help them move forward. So it's a huge part of what I do and I would love to help you in any way that I can once you have something for me to read, Chad. So I'm really, really proud of you. You should totally do it. Um, okay, Joya, hey girl, how you? I hope you're doing great. I think you're a rock star. Um, could you speak to marketing yourself as an actor who is also a multi-hyphenate writer, director, etc.? How do you find the balance? Balance, that's so cute. Balance is something we will never find, but um, we can sure work towards it. Uh, I think, you know, first and foremost, everyone is a hyphenate now. We're allowed to be. We live in a world where we are so fortunate that uh, if you want to write and produce your own stuff, you can. And there's no bar for entry now. You just put it out there. If you uh, want to be a writer and an actor, do it. If you want to, you know, you can do it all. You can be an entrepreneur. Um, someone who does it really beautifully, I think, if you don't know who Matt Roden is, you should check him out. He is a brilliant multi-hyphenator, and I am I'm constantly impressed by the way that he sells himself and his products and what he does and who he is and all of those things. I think the truth is you have to decide, though, uh, what, is your mo what is your favorite mode of storytelling? What is the way that you do it better than anybody else? And lead with that, right? So if you think that you are an actor who writes... Your presence online really needs to be more about being an actor and less about being a writer, um, and vice versa. You know, if you are, if you know that right now at this point in your life, it is you are spending more time in a room writing than you are acting. You're a writer right now, um, and you should lead with that. And it's really important. The words we use to describe ourselves are really important. How what we do and how we live our how we fill our days and how we talk about it influences the work that we end up doing. The the you know when when I when I talk about the work that I do with other people, the words that I use are what they then think they can use me for. So it's really important. One thing I will say, you know, you can go to a if you go to my website, for example, the landing page says like casting, coaching thoughts and that way when someone comes to google me and and to you know they go to my website they can kind of decide for themselves am i here because i need kate to cast project casting am i here because i want to coach with kate coaching am i here because i want to read you know her blog thoughts um they give you give me the opportunity to pick what version of you i need um and i think that's you know a great way to do that but truly you have to decide right now uh what it is that you really want to be doing right now. And if the truth is you want to be writing plays that you want to be in, uh, I think you're a writer who writes for themselves. Um, and you can say that freely. There are a lot of people who do that. Whoopi Goldberg got her whole start writing for herself, right? Like, this is not a bad thing. John Linguizala has made a career out of writing for himself. I don't know why people think that's such, like, a dirty experience where they're like, oh, I'm not allowed to do that. I shouldn't talk about it. Write for yourself. Who knows you better than you? Write, honey. Create. But you should, you should talk about that, you know? Um, what you lead with is what people will consider you think you do. Um, so I talk a lot, you know, I am, I am a casting and creative director. I cast projects. I help create 
what they become. I am a, a big part of massaging scripts, finding, you know, the team that, that works with people. I like to work one-on-one -on -one with, with all sorts of the members of the creative team. But I also uh, am a coach, and I do that as well. I'm also a lifestyle blogger. I, you know, have an Instagram following, and I do a lot of that kind of stuff because it's another piece of my art that I really love. I love taking beautiful pictures. I love fashion. I love curating fashion. I love curating things that people like to use. But that's, like, third on the list. Um, so I don't lead with it, right? It's not on my business card. Um, it is when I'm going to a hotel that I'm promoting, then it's the first thing on my business card. But it's about learning that kind of balance. So having a website that describes all of the things that you do is really important, but leading with the thing that you think right now is, is most important to you, the most important way you tell stories, um, that's what you should be doing. Does that make sense, Joya? Yeah? Let me know if that was helpful. Um, I will say, when we live in this multi-hyphenate world, which we all do, um, and we all have side hustles and we all have things. If you find that your side hustle is the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning, that's the thing you need to be doing. Just like a, a casual reminder here, um, when the side hustle is the thing that you love, it's not your side hustle. It's the thing that you love. So when we are living these multi-hyphenate worlds and we are 100% allowed to explore all these different facets of your creativity. I love that my Instagram is a, is a place for my art. Photography and fashion, these are things that I do that fulfill me as an artist. I love that I have this totally free platform that lets me do it. Um, but if I were to wake up tomorrow and be like, actually, that's the only reason I'm waking up. That's what I live for. Well, and that's the thing that I should be doing. And until that day happens, you know, I'm going to keep doing the thing that I actually like to get up in the morning for, which is finding you all, seeing your talents, hopefully helping you explore them and being the best version of yourself and being able to connect you with other artists that are going to allow you to do that. That, like, gets me off. I love it. Most days. Some days I am ready for a vacation, but most days I love it. Um, because we live in a world where you get to explore all these things, I just want to encourage you to be really aware of what makes you feel happy and what makes you feel not so great, what gets you up in the morning, what gets you off, what's making you money, what makes you feel whatever your version of complete is, and own that that's the thing that you want to be doing. I say this a lot, and I mean it a lot. You are allowed to change your life any day, any second, any time. If what you're doing is not serving you and is not filling your heart, you owe it to nobody to continue doing it. Walk away with no like regret or shame or fear. Do the thing that makes you happy because that's it. This is, this is it. This is your one life and you're doing it right now. So evaluate the things that make you happy and make you whole and, and, and stick with those because nine times out of ten the other isn't going to change. Things don't change. People rarely change. We really should try, and we should really actively try to be better humans and, and make better work and make better jobs. But if you find that something isn't serving you, you're allowed to walk away and do the side hustle full time. Make a lot more money, be a lot more happy, whatever it is. Um, just a thought. All right, I got one last question, and this is going to be it. I am going into my senior year of undergrad in musical theater. Hey, yo, you're doing it. Um, do you have any advice on auditions and senior showcase in the spring of next year? have a lot of advice. Um, I'm going to wrap it up real fast for you. First and foremost, enjoy every single day of your senior year. Every day. Because after this, it's real life. And I know you feel like you're living real life right now, and you are. 
I'm not disqualifying your life right now. But there are a lot of cool things that you get to do that a lot of us who are already here don't get to do anymore. So enjoy it. Like, enjoy every minute at that theater that you can. Enjoy all of your friends as much as you can. Go out, breathe, do all the things. Also, I want you to spend your time actively seeking relationships in the city that you want to end up in as an actor right now. If that means getting an internship, if that means coming to audition, wherever that is, if that means, you know, reaching out to people beforehand, do the work now, start planting the seeds now, make sure people know who you are now. Because there will be 60 plus showcases in the spring, there will be a lot of people, and, you know, each class has 15 to 30 people in it, right, around there. It's a lot of people coming to New York in the spring. That is a, that's a reality. So you want to set yourself up to be seen before you even get there. You want people to know who you are right now. So take that time, plant those seeds, reach out, follow people on Twitter, engage with them, engage in conversations with people, be an active member of our community before you even get here. It's going to serve you well. And that doesn't mean New York. You can also be Chicago, Seattle, Houston, Atlanta, D.C., wherever you want to go, Charleston. There's so many places to do theater, but become an active member before you even get there. Also, take care of yourself. Take care of your brain, take care of your body, take care of your heart, fall in love, do all the things. Enjoy, enjoy all the things while you're there. Go to the gym, not to become a chiseled human, unless that's what you want, but just to take care of yourself, to take care of your body, eat well, don't drink too crazy much because you got to have a healthy instrument to be able to do this career. Make sure that you have summer work lined up. Uh, doing whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to be an actor, really try to find a, a summer theater that's going to teach you a lot. Um, and do that before you move to New York. Um, you know, take the time to have a professional job before you get here. Um, and make sure when you're in the city for your showcase that you've set up meetings with people that are going to be helpful to you. Fellow actors, alumni from your school, if you can get meetings with people who might represent you, it's really, really, really important. And also, don't disqualify any job that comes your way. Don't think you're better than work. Don't think you're better than a script. Be open and listen and think about the positives and negatives to all the jobs that you might get and all of the people who might want to work with you. And, and allow yourself to be young and do the jobs. But the number one piece of advice I can give you truly is this is going to be a whirlwind. Your life is going to change really dramatically. But the reality is showcase is just one day. And you might have an off day, right? So do all the work you can this year to plant seeds that will help you in case that one day is an off day. You might be sick. That's the reality. So you have time to do the work before you get here, and you really should, because it's people who do that, who stand out, who plant those seeds and nourish those relationships that have a better shot, I think, of, of making their life successful in, in the way that I think you want it um, here. It's really important to take care of yourself. Have fun, but do the work. Now is the time to do the work. Consider yourself a working professional right now and start doing the work. Planting the seeds, nourishing relationships. Also, have fun, take care of your body. Whatever that means to you, be a healthy human. Um, okay, I hope that was helpful. Guys, it's seven o'clock, I gotta go. But I think you are all incredible humans. Hear me when I say, as I say every time, it is a hard time to be a, an empath, a healer, a human, an artist, any of the things that I think all of you are. So, you know, take the time to turn your phone off and be a human and connect to other humans. 
take the time to breathe and congratulate yourself for doing something that's hard. Uh, and really, really, really take the time to engage with other people around you. It is all you got, man. This is all we've got. So I applaud you for trying to do something creative. I applaud you for being a great human. I applaud you for trying to better yourself every day and for doing something that most people wouldn't have the courage or the balls to do. So you guys are great. Uh, feel free to send me any questions that you might want me to answer next week. I'm always around. If you want to coach with me, you can find me at www.kate dashlumpkin.com. Uh, you can book online appointments with me. And if you didn't get a chance to watch this video, or if you want to check up on other videos from the past, feel free to find my podcast at iTunes. Um, if you just search for office hours with Kate Lumpkin, I pop right up. You'll have hours and hours and hours of these questions. Or you can always find all of my videos on my Facebook page. I think you guys are the best. I just hope that you're doing great, and I hope you have a wonderful week.